Good morning, Mission Vineyard. We're glad you're here this morning. Would you please stand with us? We're going to get started with worship as people trickle in this morning. <laughs> we're glad you're here. We're glad you're here. All right, we're going to go ahead and get started uh, just opening our time of worship and prayer. And we're just going to invite the Holy Spirit to be present here. So whatever way you feel comfortable, whether that's extending your hands, um, closing your eyes, lifting your hands in the air, we're just going to invite the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you fill this place? Fill our hearts this morning. Focus our hearts on you. Holy Spirit, come. We welcome you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. I 
Jesus, you're the king upon the scriptures that Jesus told his followers. He said, I am the bread of life. The person who aligns with me hungers no more and thirsts no more. I came down from heaven not to follow my own whim, but to accomplish the will of the one who sent me. This is in a nutshell that will that everything handed over to me by the Father be completed. This is what my Father wants, that everyone who sees the Son and trusts who he is and what he does aligns himself with him will enter real life, eternal life. Jesus tells us to take communion in his memory, remembering how he lived, the example he set, Here are some of the scriptures that point the quality of his person. He did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, being born in the likeness of men. In other words, he left his his godness in heaven and came to us as one of us. Before his death on the cross, he sought the Father for another way, but ended with, not my will, but your will be done. So, Lord, we just thank you that you've given us this tradition to remember you and what you've done for us. And uh, we now take communion. We just bless these elements in your name. So let's... So... In Luke 22, Jesus says, You've no idea how much I have looked forward to eating this Passover meal with you before I enter my time of suffering. It is the last one I'll eat until we eat it together in the kingdom of God. So let's take the bread. He took the bread and he blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Eat this in my memory. 
He did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant written in my blood, blood poured out for you. Let's take the juice. And Lord, I just thank you for what you've done and what you've provided for us. Amen. Good morning, Mission Vineyard. It's an honor to welcome you, thanks, um, to our church family this morning. Whether you're joining us here at the Duseum in person or you're watching online with us, um, thank you for worshiping with us this morning. Um, everyone who is here with us today, um, if you haven't picked one of these up from the back table, please do so on your way out. In fact, we want you to take three um, for each household um, or more if you feel like you can hand more out. But one is for you if you would like to. It's a little flashlight. See, it works. <laughs> um, if you would like to keep one, you're welcome to. What we want you to do is give out the other two to your neighbors. Um, and it's just a simple way of reaching out to our neighbors this fall. Um, we are The flashlight is to light up um, your neighborhood. So there's a little... Um, thing here you can read about it but again we'd like for you to keep one and give two to your neighbors just as a way to bless them and also invite them to church and a couple of things that we have happening um, here so all that's on the card and we would love for you to take those with you and hand them out um, just to bless people and invite them to church on this card is also um, information about our fall family picnic which is happening next Sunday right after church across the street at um, Lions Field I'm sorry it's not next Sunday it's October 31st <laughs> so the end of the month, I'm skipping way ahead. <laughs> October 31st, right after church, across the street at Lions Field, we will have lunch provided. And um, if you are on our email list, um, there is a sign-up genius that was sent out this past Thursday in our church weekly newsletter, and it should also be going out in the next few weeks. So we are asking for um, helpers and hands on deck with setting up, with um, manning some of the activities or booths, helping with food, um, and even praying for people. So there's opportunities to volunteer at that event. Um, again, family-friendly, invite your friends and your neighbors, kids and adults alike are welcome to our costumes that day if they'd like and um, we'll just enjoy food and fellowship together some games um, and just fun activities so we hope to see you and lots of people there um, October 31st <laughs> the end of the month um, and with that I'd like to pray over our service and to pr pray for our gifts and our offerings so if you'll just join me Jesus we thank you that you're here with us um, and your spirit you're here with us um, physically, Lord, and we just thank you for your goodness and your gifts, God. Um, I just pray blessing over the service today. Would you, would you um, anoint Randall's words, Lord? And would you also pray blessing, um, I pray blessing over the gifts that are being given online, here in person, those tithes and offerings. Would you multiply those to your kingdom work? In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Kate. Um, well, our senior pastor, John, and his wife are actually taking some time off uh, this weekend. They are celebrating their 20th anniversary. So uh, we have Randall going to preach today, starting our series on Grateful Hearts. Randall. Thanks, Carol. Thank you, Carol. I'm not sure 
if I should be glad that I get to preach or that John goes out of town when I preach. So I'm not sure which way that goes, but uh, no, John's a great person to work with. And it's a, quite a privilege for me to have some time to share with you. This is a topic that's been very close to my heart for quite a while, but especially lately. So sometimes, you know, you preach a sermon because you need to tell everybody what they need to do. Uh, but also, the best kind of sermon, at least for me, is to share with you what God's been doing with me and see if He's not talking to you about the same thing. And uh, as Carol said, we're starting a new series, The Grateful Heart. I think we have a slide, The Lost Art of Gratitude. Now, I hope it's not lost. I'd like to hope that it's maybe been forgotten a little bit, but not lost. We've had a couple of years here now with things changing. Uh, we may have been hoping and postponing until things got back to normal again. Apparently, this is normal uh, now, or the new normal, they call it. But the thing about this is that we have this opportunity to really, especially after coming out of this last series that we had, John felt uh, very strongly about, and I did as well. I imagine many of you did or have come to believe that the, the power of forgiveness in our lives, but also the opportunity for us to inject that power in other people's lives to forgive them. That uh, there may be a debt of love somebody owes you, but God has paid that debt in us, uh, for us, by the gift of His Son. So we sang about some of that this morning. And so the, the opportunity that we have to enjoy the real goodness of God through the power of His kingdom in our lives, especially that power of forgiveness in our lives. So it's a real great opportunity for me to share with you at the beginning of this series. I think I'm scheduled to finish it too, so hopefully I won't finish it today. Uh, but uh, it's a real honor to talk to you about this. In Ecclesiastes 3, uh, verse 1, real powerful um, passage for me here, especially the last couple of weeks. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. And so this season, I want to ask us a question this morning, and I want to ask you, what season are you in? You may not have thought of that, so you may need to think a little bit about it. But also, what season is our church community in? Even our broader community around us, where we live, our neighborhood. What season do you sense that we are in? That you personally, is it a, a season of celebration a, celebra uh, a season of feasting or a uh, season of fasting or even lamenting about things that we've lost or things that have changed, things that have disappointed us. So as we turn to this lost art of gratitude, the grateful heart, I really want us to take a facet out of that and talk about the opportunity of celebrating God's goodness. I do very much appreciate Ethan and Eva uh, Ava's singing this song about the goodness of God, how we've experienced His goodness over and over again. So, 
want to pray this morning, just over the whole service, that Holy Spirit, that you would fall afresh on your church again, on us, this church. We ask that you, Holy Spirit, strengthen and guide us into a new season. Jumped into my heart this week when I was preparing for this sermon, a parable that Jesus tells in Mark 2. He said, no, I don't have a slide for that, Carol. Sorry about that. <laughs> it just happened a couple, uh, well, yesterday. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the new piece will pull away from the old, making the tear worse. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. Now, in this season, I, I really sense that God is in the midst of birthing something brand new. And it's not a newness that's just returning to what's been, but something more powerful, more important in the context that we're in. I'm not enough of a theologian to tell you whether all of this stuff has been caused by God or permitted by God. I can't tell you that. But I do know that God has a purpose for everything and every time in the lives that we live. So whether it was caused by Him, whether He's taking advantage of it, permitting it, whatever, I do believe that the transformation, the transitions that we're going through in life are indicators that God's up to something, and He's up to something that's new. Now, not new for the sake of like a new car that wears out. I think of this as new in terms of a moment of transformation, an opportunity for us to become more, better, different, but not just for the sake of being different, but a new season, a season of something brand new. One of my great uh, favorite passages out of the Old Testament uh, is Isaiah 43, 19. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So, in this first sermon of this series about our turning toward this notion of gratitude, a grateful heart, we need to reflect on the things that God has already done. Again, thanks uh, for the songs this morning. They help us turn toward all the things that the Lord has already done for us. Sometimes we forget those things. Sometimes we get bogged down in the things that have gone wrong or have changed. People around us, many of us, lost jobs. We've had things happen in the midst of this. COVID alone, we have people that are still out today that are not with us because they've had COVID. And the things that have happened, we've lost loved ones because of COVID. So it's real easy to forget all that God has done and it's even harder to remember that God is up to still more good in our lives. And so we forget those things, and today I want us to remember about that. The beginning of a new season, and I'd like to call it, uh, John gave us the title here, The Grateful Heart, The Lost Art of Gratitude. But I want to talk about a new season of celebrating God's goodness. Now that doesn't mean just having a party. 
First of all, I think it means a lot about how we express our gratitude, how we express the celebration of what God has done in our life. And I would tell you, I think it's one of the most important things that we will ever do is to outwardly express, to celebrate out loud the goodness of God. Goodness is what the gospel's all about. We made that into kind of a fancy word, but gospel means good news. And God has prepared for us already so much good news. We want to spend some time today, just briefly, but maybe in the weeks ahead we may come back to this psalm. But I'd like to commend this psalm to you, Psalm 107. The psalms are various types of psalms. Uh, if you were to go get a commentary on the psalms, they might describe them. And Psalm 107 is always characterized as a psalm of thanksgiving. Uh, I'd like to read it to you this morning, just some of it. But I don't want to exegete it and dr drill down. I want you to hear what God is trying to do to provoke God's people to remember, to believe, and to celebrate God's supernatural goodness in the midst of difficult circumstances and situations. So let me, let me start in here. And I'd like this to soak in to all of us. Oh, that everyone would give thanks to the Lord for His goodness. His faithful love is everlasting. Let those redeemed of the Lord proclaim in this translation, but it's really, the, I like the old translation, say so. Let those redeemed of the Lord say so, that He has redeemed them from the hand of the adversary gathering them from the far lands, from the east and the west, from the north and the south. They've wandered in the wilderness, even in a wasteland, finding no way to an inhabitable city in which they could live. Hungry and thirsty, their very lives failing within them. But in their distress, they cried out to the Lord. He snatched them out of their troubles. He guided them on a straight path to a city in which they could thrive. Let everyone would, uh, that everyone would give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love, for his phenomenal works for the descendants of mankind. For he enriches the thirsty and fills the hungry with goodness. I'm going to skip down to verse 33. Even though... He desires to transform rivers into desert, springs into thirsty ground, fruitful land into salty wasteland because of the wickedness of its inhabitants. Yet he also, and I would say even more so, desires to transform a desert into a pool, dry land into springs. There he causes the hungry to settle there, that they should establish a city in which to thrive. May they sow fields and plant vineyards that they should yield a fruitful harvest. Oh, that he would so bless them that they should multiply greatly. May he not let their, even their livestock decrease. Even when they are diminished and humbled by cruel opposition and sorrow, he pours contempt on those rulers, making them wander in a trackless wasteland. Even still, he would exalt the poor out of their affliction. 
causing their families to multiply, multiply just like flocks of sheep. Let the upright see it and exult. I'm not sure if you know the word exult. It's an old English word. We don't use it a lot. It's not exalt. Exalt is to celebrate. It's like in a basketball game, the team's behind by one point, and they throw the ball in, and length of the uh, court guy throws in the basket, and it goes in, and they win the game just when they thought they were going to lose the game. Everybody, you've seen the pandemonium on the uh, uh, basketball floor. Everybody's going nuts. That's exulting. And so God would, whoever, let all the upright see it and jump for joy. Shout for joy. Celebrate. All, as all wicked unrighteousness is speechless before that, let whoever is wise pay attention to these things in order to take to heart the faithful love, even the goodness of the Lord. So I think God wants to do something. He wants a season of gratitude in us, a season of gratitude that we talk about, that we say so, that we proclaim, that we demonstrate how we're celebrating with others. There's a book that I just got a hold of a couple of weeks ago that helped me. It's called The Power of Thanksgiving, A Blueprint for Contentment, Fulfillment, and Well-Being through Gratitude. That's a, that's a tongue twister. That's the cover of that book. Uh, I would recommend if you don't have anything to do, you might get a hold of that book. You can get it on Kindle or something. It's a powerful sense of our developing a lifestyle of gratitude. And I think we are called at this moment in time, at this moment in the history of our city, of our neighborhoods, of our country, in the midst of our current faith, to be a people that can demonstrate a lifestyle of gratitude, that we can learn to say so. Now, in her book, I found this very helpful to me. She talks about here, uh, Dr. Atua, Ado Atua. She details in this, this lifestyle, and she gives three objectives for saying so, for demonstrating, for proclaiming our celebration of God's goodness. She said our objectives ought to be, that, first of all, to remind us that we serve a good God who delights in the well-being of His children. Now, first of all, before we remember that, do we believe that? Do you, as you sit here today, do you really believe? Have you experienced? Do you remember experiencing? Do you need to remember again that we serve a good God who delights in the well-being of His children? No matter the circumstances, no matter what the recent uh, thing that we need a vaccination for, for COVID or anything else, it's flu season too. So in spite of flu, in spite of all the other things that seem to get us. This is why the Bible tells us in 2 Peter 1.3, let me read that. His divine power has given us everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and by his goodness. God is a good God, and He has goodness for us no matter what the circumstances. 
We need to be reminded. We need to remind each other about that. We need to talk to each other. We need to promote that. We need to provoke one another to remember who we serve. What kind of God is he? Is he bigger than what's going on in the United States, in the world? Is he bigger than the things that have assailed us and those that we love around us? Is he still worth turning to in the midst of those things? I hope we've got a testimony of those things. And my greater hope is that God will show us even greater things. Now, the second thing she says to assist us in developing a thankful heart and a lifestyle of gratitude and thanksgiving as these are essential magnets for attracting more of the goodness of God towards you and me and our family. These benefits are in addition to life-transforming benefits of a gratitude disposition, which health officials tell us include good health, general well-being, higher productivity, and longevity. But we've got to focus, I believe, at this time especially, the world is bereft, bereft from, for our testimony of the goodness of God. They live in a world that's piling up on them. They live in a world that they don't know who to trust. They live in a world that's completely a country that's completely divided against us and them. Let me tell you a secret. For those who are followers of Christ, there is no them. We're here for them. God's called us even from the beginning. And Abraham, yes, I'll bless you. And I'll bless those who bless you. I'll curse those who curse you. But in you, I will bless all the people, the nations of the world. You and I are part of that, but we get to be recipients of that. We're part of the receiving that blessing, but it is our opportunity. It, it is our calling as believers. If you're not a believer, it's what God wants to do in your life, not just that you have a, a word to say to people uh, to make them feel better. It's because you've experienced the goodness of God and you can be one who shows and tells and celebrates that goodness around them. And then finally, she says to solicit support to demonstrate in practical ways that we do truly appreciate the goodness of God in our lives, but we do that by paying it forward, by saying so to those around us, not keeping it to ourselves, but saying so, our story, our opportunity uh, to share the gospel, the good news that God has invested in us. Let me, I think now more than ever, attention to developing a lifestyle of gratitude is what God is not just calling our congregation, our church, Mission Vineyard, but to all the Christians who know him and to share that with people that do not know him or those who have forgotten, those who have had such a hard time wandering in some kind of wilderness, loss of freedom, loss of the opportunity to thrive. They need to hear again. They need people who will celebrate the goodness of God with them, to say so to them, to commend it to them first two verses of Psalm 107, let me say again, oh, that everyone would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness, because his faithful love is everlasting. 
Let those redeemed of the Lord say so. So I think it's time for us to say so to each other, to our families, to those around us, to our neighbors. I want to say, I want to do my say-so for a second. But while I'm doing that, I'm going to do something a little weird today, so don't freak out. But I'm going to give you a chance, if God's done something in your life during the last year or so that's been amazing, that's something that's worth celebrating, I'm going to give you a chance to say so. Now, everybody here can hear, but we have some folks that are watching us on uh, line, so we're going to have a mic, not because we want you to broadcast and sing us a song, but we want the people that are watching to be able to hear what you say so. Now, I'm not going to make you do it. This is not something you have to do, and if you don't do it, we're going to get out earlier. But I don't want that to motivate you. I want you to, if you have something to say, I want you to think about it. Now, I've shared a little bit of this with a few people, but God has done something really amazing in me. I've spent all my life, pretty much all my adult life, being in the ministry one way or the other, mainly as a seminary teacher, uh, and my field is Old Testament, if you couldn't tell, since I love the Psalm 107, but he's given me a chance to teach people who go and minister to others who as ministers, as other teachers, etc., I've been able to do it, thank the Lord, even overseas. I spent several years in Argentina teaching in a seminary there. Uh, and when I learned how to teach in Spanish and be able to translate Hebrew into Spanish, it changed my life. Now, that's another story for another time. You don't have to know that. But I've spent my time inside the walls of the universities, online, in person, etc., for a good part of my life. We, uh, my wife and I, when we first got married, we pastored three different churches. And right now, I guess I'm a, a new teaching pastor in this church, voluntary teaching pastor, which is important to me. And, but the, in the time we've lived here, uh, Kay and I moved here to San Antonio from a place in South Carolina in 2018 with my mother, Betty. So we moved here in 18, and we leased a house. We had an option to buy it, but we didn't know if we wanted to be in that neighborhood. We'd never lived here. We visited a bunch of times, spent a lot of time early in our marriage at the Riverwalk before people knew there was a Riverwalk. So we could go there and get lost and spend some time. So we always had a, a soft spot for San Antonio in our lives. Our oldest son lives here up close to Bull Verde, and he has two grandchildren, and uh, we've enjoyed that. Uh, we have a daughter in Corpus, a daughter in Conroe, and then we left our youngest son in Virginia Beach when we were there uh, when I was teaching. He got married to a Virginia girl, so he's still there married to the Virginia girl. But anyway, we moved here, and uh, COVID hit pretty quickly, uh, not immediately, toward the end of 19, the beginning of 20. Uh, it began to infect a lot of what we were all doing, right? Well, we had finally found a few people in the neighborhood that we felt like this is a good place for us to live. So we actually purchased the house, had that option. But in the midst of COVID, all of the isolation that was around us opened doors and I started meeting my neighbors. Just going to the mailbox around the corner, uh, seeing them walk their dog, 
I, I'm, I'm a runner. I run through the neighborhood. Uh, I walk some too. And so I was starting to meet people. And I started meeting people that were struggling in a way. One particular person uh, that I've shared with the leadership team, I'm, I won't share his name, but he's been struggling mightily. Well, his wife, I met her one day, and she told me the, the issues. One day she called me and said, could you help me put my husband in the car because I have to take him uh, to uh, the VA because he's in bad trouble. And so I helped her with that, and I prayed for both of them while I was doing that, and I asked, could I come back when he comes back home? Uh, and she called me and she said, well, he's not coming back home. We put him in a, a, a recovery place, a therapy place. And so I said, well, can I go visit him? Yes. So I went to visit him. And he and I became friends, and I prayed for him. And one Sunday, we have in a minute, we'll see some words that have been brought to our attention that people have been praying before the service, and, they, and God has put impressions before them about some things God might want to do in your life or those who are watching on uh, YouTube or wherever they're watching today. And so there was a word for uh, stomach problems. Well, this friend of mine, in addition to a bunch of other things, he was having terrible stomach problems. So I thought, well, that's got to be him. So I went and got prayer uh, from our, our prayer team. And I said, it's not for me. I want you to pray for me because I'm going to go share with him what I think God wants to do. Well, ironically, uh, some things happened. He was not feeling well at the beginning of the week. I was really busy. We were about to do something. So I didn't get to go see him until Thursday of the week. So I went in and I said, uh, how are you feeling? He said, well, amazing thing. I said, uh, yeah, what? He said, well, <clears throat> I, I struggled all day Monday, but when I woke up on Tuesday, it was a bowel issue, so I won't go into the details, but I was totally able to relieve myself. And I've been able to do that every single day this week. So I said, well, you know, it's interesting. I told him about the, the word at church, and I went and got prayer, and I prayed for him then, and he he was overcome. Well, his wife, when I go visit them, she usually goes and runs errands. So when she comes back, he says, tell her what you just told me. Well, she starts bawling like a baby because of what God has done in their life. Now, I got to be a part of that. So it was wonderful for them. But for God to let me be a part of sharing good news to share the goodness of God. Now, he's got a lot of stuff still. He has a major disease that we're still praying. But now when I pray, they, they were already Christians, but they were down, down, down. Depressed is a small word for where they were. Now, I don't know why. I'm not Mr. Personality, but when I go visit them, I can just almost see them respond. It's not to me. It's the Spirit of God that's working through. So it makes me want to celebrate that kind of goodness. And it would you too. So sometimes you just have to take a, a, a little bit of a risk to share what you do know with someone. Maybe it's not first thing you do. Maybe spending time to get to know the people around you at work, your neighbors. 
Don't let COVID, don't let the society, don't let the world we live in keep you inside away from people because we are here for the nations. We're here for everyone. Now, you and I can't reach everyone, but we've got people around us that need to know the goodness of God, either because they've never known Him or they've forgotten it or they've, their circumstances have overcome them. So I'm going to give you a chance here. We've got a few minutes left, but I want to give you a chance. If God has done something, it's, it should be easier to tell us than maybe your neighbor that you don't know that well or the guy at work or wh- whoever. But I think we need to hear from one another what God is doing in the midst of what the world is afraid of, what the world is isolating themselves from, and even worse, dividing themselves against one another. The goodness of God is the most powerful thing that we have. And we need this attitude, a contagious attitude of gratitude. So let me give you a chance. You don't have to. Nobody's going to get mad. But I'm going to give you a chance. If you want to, just kind of stand up and we'll, uh, Carol will bring you a mic so, so everybody can hear online. If anybody's got anything, I made that long so you could think about it. Anybody have a word about God's goodness in your life? James. Thank you, James. Yeah. He's my friend. (laughs) Uh, You've actually heard this story before already because I've kind of told you and everything. And and I feel like half the church nowadays kind of knows what uh, has been going on in our family's life. But uh, for those that don't know, uh, I'm James. I help out back here with the sound and everything too. Hey, Bruce. But uh, um, I'm in the military. And I came over here from the West Coast. And before we were showing up over here, uh, originally with the military, we, I had orders, my wife and I, uh, we were supposed to be going over and uh, being stationed over in Germany. And we had really been looking forward to it. We, we really wanted to kind of, you know, travel Europe, be able to see all these things. We made all these plans uh, about what we wanted to do over there and how it was just gonna be, it was gonna be great for us, for the family, great for me and my job. Um, but for those that don't know, my wife has um, some medical issues, uh, and specifically kind of with her kidneys. Um, so right before we were supposed to go over there, uh, this was back at the end of 2019, and right before we were supposed to go over there, the military just says, hey, wait, your, your wife has what? Oh, no, 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 you can't go over there. You just stand by, wait, uh, you're going to go to San Antonio. And so we got a little heartbroken. We got a very, very sad. We weren't sure what on earth was over here that couldn't be provided over there. They have excellent medical facilities over there. Uh, so we were just kind of at this, this weird purgatory type stage it felt like, where we were just in limbo. We had no idea what was going on. Um, and then as soon as we got over here, uh, we got hooked up with Mission Vineyard, which was amazing and a blessing in and of itself. Um, and while we were over here, is pretty much when COVID first started and struck and then became widespread and became global. And uh, we realized that uh, Europe, especially, uh, right in the areas where we were gonna be, was uh, the hot zone. It was where everything was focused at. Uh, it was one, and I mean, as you know, some of the, the medical things have said about it, it's one of the diseases that targets and will destroy your kidneys, which is where uh, my wife was already sensitive at. So this would have been, putting her over there would have been an absolute 
death sentence for her. So it was a blessing, uh, and God had definitely been looking out for us, sent us to Texas, of all places I did not expect to be going. Um, and yeah, we're like, what, what on earth could be over here? And so we have found an amazing church. Uh, we have found a home. We have found excellent medical facilities that have been able to take care of her. I was not pulled over there and her staying here, which was an option they were considering. And so I would have been on lockdown for several years and unable to come see her over here. So uh, I'm exceedingly grateful. God has been looking after us uh, from before all of this happened. It, it was like, you know, a chess game where he knew five moves ahead. So he was able to put us over here and of all of the unusual circumstances and the things that looked like they were not a benefit at the time, we weren't able to go to the places that we wanted to, but he knew he had plans for us and he has definitely taken care of us. Anybody else? Ah, Vanessa over here. I guess it's interesting that I'm going next. I should stand. It's interesting that I'm going next. Um, so I'm incredibly grateful. Uh, <laughs> we also kind of landed in San Antonio unexpectedly. Um, but going off of that, God has given me a Bible study partner in destiny <laughs> <laughs> to go through the Bible with me cover to cover, which will be my first time doing that. Um, and I had, I grew up Catholic. There's a joke. We don't read the Bible. <laughs> we just listen to it at church. <laughs> but, um, so I always kind of struggled to do it on my own. And now it's become this like weekly thing. We get together, we talk about the chapters we, or the book that we read that week. And, uh, it's been a huge blessing. Um, and I mean, even from the beginning when we were in the first five books, I feel like it lended such a big perspective on the pandemic uh, and on the frustration that we had kind of in the medical field um, towards even our, our own patients, um, towards the difficulty of the population listening to advice which I admit was very complicated and changed many, many times. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it turned out to be something that then I could share with the people that I was working with about how, you know, it, it just, it completely changed everything. Uh, and it's been really wonderful. And we're still way at the beginning. <laughs> so there's a lot more time going there. But, and a lot more blessings to be had, I guess. Anyway, who's next? Thank you, God. Sorry, God. I've been working this whole time just during the shutdown. I just want to say God is so good. He's always going to be great, no, no, no matter what, during the bad times or, the, or, in, the, or in the good times. And I just want to say how much work that, that did God when I say God, when it means Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and how much work that he did for me and for my mother, I mean, for, and, for, and for my brother. So I'm from El Paso, Texas, and I used to go to this Catholic church every time. And I was like, every time when I was going there, I would not understand everything. I always get confused. 
because the word of God says that he's not the author of, of us, the confusion. And uh, I was like, I was, I thought about like, you know what, after high school, should I just join the military or and all that? But you know what? And I, after, after years graduated from high school and I felt that I heard a very, very powerful voice, like very love and sound, like uh, authoritative, like shook a thunder as I shook. All the fear, all this anger, all yeah, whatever it said, it said, "My son, I'm going to use you. I'm going to take you to San Antonio, where you like, where your mother." And and I and I and I and I, and I, I, I thought to myself, "Who's that talking to me?" And I've been, thank God, I've never been arrested or anything like that. But I've been like a, I, I, I got to a lot of like. I was like a troublemaker. I used to like do a lot of dumb stuff, you know, like, but like, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. And I, I came to San Antonio and, um, and so like everybody was actually telling me about the gospel, telling me about the gospel, telling me about the gospel. And, like, I, and I, and I told myself, you know what? I should, I should, I should try it out. I mean, I mean, I'd rather just get rid of all this stuff. I used to have all the collections of everything and all the horror movies and all that, but you know what? I went inside the church and I felt, I felt this very peaceful love. And a couple of days later, a couple of days later, I got rid of all the stuff. And it was it was it was like a struggle between me and the video games. But I got rid of all of them. And uh, I just want to thank you, God. And right now, me and my me and my brother and mother are going to like mother and son something. So God is God is God is doing the work in every single every one of our lives. And um, during, 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 during the shutdown, during the pandemic shutdown, I, I, every, I know like everybody was all irritated, all mad, all angry, but I was a little mad because like, because uh, of work and like, I told myself, you know what, why am I mad about, I should be thankful, I should be thankful that if the Lord said that I will supply for you, and uh, he was said that he will supply for me, and during, during, during the shutdown, I started I started to read the word, word, word. I started. My favorite part of the book is of the of the of, of the of the book of Revelations, and I just, I started to read it, and I I felt this very this powerful voice, like powerful guys, like this is really really serious. It said, it said, like very peaceful, very love, very powerful, like shook all fear, and it said, my son, I am I am my son, I am coming back. I want you to tell my people, warn them, tell them to repent that I'm that I'm that I'm coming back. And I was like, dear God. Then I started preaching, you know, and I started spreading the word. I've not I've not I've not preached in a while, guys, but uh, but uh, I've been going through some stuff. But like in order to preach, guys, because I mean, in order for you to preach, you have to be serious about this because you're the lost souls out there. Well, God bless you guys. We're not trying to milk the crowd, so let's uh, let me close in a, this part in a word of prayer, and then I want to take a look at some of the words that God has used before. Uh, but let me close this with a prayer, and then we'll talk about those, and we'll ask uh, music to come back, and uh, we'll have some prayer teams over here, so opportunity for prayer uh, during this time as well. But let me close this down, uh, just briefly with prayer. Lord, thank you for who you are. Thank you, 
more than we can say that you're a good God and that you're about doing good always. Everything you do is good. And so we've experienced that, many of us. Some of us, it's been a while since we've realized that or recognized that. And so as a people, as individuals among your people, would you give us this attitude, this sense of gratitude that we would share with others? Not just grateful to you, although that's the most important gratitude we have, but share our gratitude for you with those around us in some way. Help us to be a people that celebrate your goodness. So, Lord, we just pray this as we come to this closed part of this uh, part of the service. And Lord, as we look now to come to you in prayer, uh, just guide us and uh, we just ask for you to do a great work in those who respond this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a look at those words that we have. Uh, these are impressions that our prayer team have gotten. Uh, handkerchief. There's a focus there for someone. Light both direction, understanding, and revelation. Certainly that's appropriate with the flashlights that we've given out, opportunity for us to share there, but I'm sure God has more in store for us. Come taste the Lord's goodness. Well, that's appropriate. Uh, the Lord is able, a pioneer in the Spirit. So God has these uh, impressions for those of you here or those who are watching on uh, their uh, live streaming so these are some things God wants to do so if that's you we invite you to come we have prayer teams over here uh, to do that and we're going to close with a, a word of praise a song and uh, then we'll bless you uh, I'll bless you and then we'll close with the music so Lord bless you Lord keep you and the Lord create this attitude in you of great gratitude, a grateful heart that it would characterize you from this day forward and as we go forward in Christ's name. Amen.
Thank you for worshiping with us this morning. Go in peace. Thank you.